Welcome into another episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast and live stream here tonight from Champion Sports Bistro on West Canal in downtown Picayune on a Thursday night in February. Courtney Dickens sitting to my left tonight as we'll talk uh, Picayune softball, Picayune baseball, and then we will do Pro Over Central softball, Pro Over Central baseball, and then we may talk some basketball and football at the end of this thing, just depending on who shows up here tonight on West Canal. So we're thankful for Champion Sports Bistro for hosting us. Courtney, thank you for taking some time out of your night um, to be here. Let's get right into it. Let's talk some Picayune softball. All right, let's do it. All right, Courtney, we'll have a jamboree this weekend to get things started. That's correct. Um, We go to Harrison Central this weekend. Um, we'll play Gulfport and Hancock, um, 2.40 and 5 o'clock. All right, so tell us what, um, what the prep has been like following along last year. I know that you'll lose uh, Kylie Burnett, a big part of last year's team, especially in the circle. You'll lose Kraft out in the field, is that correct? Yeah. And then um, everybody else, so to speak, is coming back. So tell us what your prep's been like. Uh, coming into this year yeah I mean that's obviously that was two key players from last year um that we've had to you know fill those shoes and definitely big shoes to fill being your pitcher and your center fielder um but you know it it also helps knowing that I have all those ninth graders that are now 10th graders and um the majority of my team last year was ninth graders so it helps having those girls back they they've had some varsity um play in time so um you know besides battle in the rain and <laughs> the wet field we've just been um you know getting after it every day I mean they work they work hard every day we've been going to weights um after practice two days a week um I would say um <clears throat> let's see I have my my entire infield back uh Katie Ann will probably move to center field uh, she played left field for me last year. Good speed too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of speed there. So we're looking, um, you know, for her to kind of take charge of the outfield this year. Um, Brooklyn Keller, um, she played right field for me last year. So I, I plan to move her to left field. A couple of things have kind of, you know, threw me off a little bit. I got uh, Kagan Coolis that um, she's injured right now. Uh, she was my starting second baseman, so kind of pulled Brooklyn Keller in and playing some infield with her. Uh, the good thing about these kids is they're pretty talented, and, and I can move them around and, um, you know, kind of, to be honest with you, don't, don't really miss a lick there. Well, that's so. a group that you're describing, too, Coach, that's been winners throughout, um, I, re- I guess it was their junior high or play-in days, I know that they made a, a pretty deep run in the playoffs. So those uh, reps and that pedigree from that group as being winners, that, that makes a big difference, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, these girls, most of them, like you said, they grew up playing together. They've been playing for a while. That makes our job a lot easier as coaches, um, especially when we get them and, and they just gel together like that. Um, I'll have two sophomore pitchers this year. Uh Haley Pascal and uh, Allie Bond. Um, Skylar Timmons has also stepped in. Skylar came to us her junior year, I mean her freshman year. She's a junior now. Uh, she actually went to Poplarville. 
but she played with these girls in travel ball growing up, so they all they all know Skylar. Um, but she's she's been pitching a little bit too. She pitched when she was younger, kind of took off a little bit and picked it back up last year. So uh, she'll be pitching some for us this year as well. Um, like I said, you know, I think it's going to take all three of them. I know last year we we leaned on Kylie a good bit, but um, this year I think I'm going to have to use all three of them. So. Coach, people may be not familiar with, and it's such a popular game now, that shame on you if you're not kind of uh, hip to fast-pitch softball, but that pitcher position being in the circle, maybe unlike any other sport, if you have a dominant person there it just changes the whole complexion of it I mean yeah. I don't know that uh, people truly understand and and unlike you know high school baseball you can throw them I mean Courtney you could throw you can throw them a ton you can throw them yeah. 80 90 percent of your games right yeah, they can throw every day and it's not going to hurt them uh, we throw them a lot at practice we've been hitting a lot live which is really um, I feel like been helping us see the ball a little bit better um, I had Haley and Allie and Skylar all three out with me in the fall during fourth period. We threw live um, two, sometimes three days a week. Um, and, and even now, you know, once we start season, that won't happen as, as often. But, I mean, up until this point, they've, we've been throwing a good bit. They go to pitching lessons at night, um, one, sometimes two nights a week. So it doesn't hurt them. Honestly, the more they throw, the better off they are. Yeah. So. Uh, I didn't get a chance to speak to you, or maybe I did, but it was a cool thing to hear the ping of a bat coming from Lee Triplett Stadium. Kind of tell oh, us yeah. about uh, that experience as y'all were coming in as uh, football was letting out. I, my days run together, but I know it was a part of this monsoon season that we're yeah. having. So kind of tell us about that experience. Yeah, I mean, normally if if we're just off the field, you know, for maybe a, one day out of the week, I don't do that. But last week uh, we kept getting a lot of rain. The field was already wet, and I'm like, we, we got to get out. And so uh, I talked to Adam, and he let us out on the football field. Uh, thankful for that. But we got out there, put some throwdown bases down, and we made it work. Um, the girls seemed to like it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it plays a little bit different because it's on turf, but sure. um, I am thankful to have that. We were able to get a lot done out there. We worked on rundowns um, that day. We worked on what well, we hit out there. Uh, the pitchers got to throw. Um, so it was a very productive day. Yeah, another benefit of that being uh, turfed over there. It was a, a cool scene. I was kind of uh, peeking through the, the cane and the ivy there on my way out, and so it was – it was neat to see the way that y'all were utilizing it at the plate and speed on the bases. Uh, Coach Dickens, kind of tell us how you're going to set your club up um, there and what you look like offensively. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I was just talking about this with uh, my assistant coaches. I do feel like we have a little more speed this year. Um, I think, you know, if we can get those girls on, uh, I, I wouldn't really say we're a power hitting team. Um, I think that we can make stuff happen. I think we're just, um, you know, base hits. And, I mean, I have at least, I would say at least four girls, maybe even five, that has potential of stealing some bases this year. So that's a good thing. And that was something else that we really focused on in the fall. We did some base running uh, drills. And 
uh, put them in different situations. I felt like last year, um, a couple of times we ran ourselves out of some innings, just young mistakes, yeah. you know. Um, but they seem like they're a little more knowledgeable on the bases this year, starting to understand. And, you know, we talked about pitching earlier and definitely pitching and hitting in this game. If you got – I mean, the year we went to the state championship, uh, that was 2016, I believe. Um, we had pitching and hitting. Those yeah. girls those girls could hit. And, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't say that this group I have now probably aren't as, as much power hitters as those girls were. Um, but I would say they're def- this, this group's defense is better. Um, just being able to move them around, you know, makes, makes it a lot easier. But um, I'm, I'm really wanting to try to get the speed on the bases and use them in the lineup. Um, I just feel like that's going to put a lot of pressure on the defense for sure. So. And talk about that, Courtney, the, the speed when you're talking about on the bases and then the speed down the line because it is such a bang, bang, yeah. quick game. It's amazing to see a, a softly hit a ball to shortstop in the third, and you can just buckle up because most of the time it's going to be a bang, bang play and how exciting that aspect is of the game and, and how you can really, as you said, put pressure on the defense. Yeah, uh, it's funny, you know, you say that. I remember, uh, which you probably remember this too, growing up in high school, we played uh, slow pitch in the fall and then we played fast pitch in the spring. And going from fast pitch to slow pitch, uh, slow pitch bases were further back, but I was so used to fast pitch catching the ball and getting rid of it. I'd throw girls out when they were like halfway down the line. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, you don't really have room for error. If you bobble a ball, you're more than likely in, in softball, you're not going to get them out. Um, the best thing you can do is pick it up and maybe try to catch somebody around in a base or something like that. But you can't really bobble a ball and get someone out in softball. No, it's got to be so clean. And the, um, the pressure, as you said, the defense and then the pressure from the pitcher. Um, watching Kylie pitch the other day at Gulf Coast as, as her dad, David, just walked in the building. That's got to be cool, too, to be able to see a former player gone and, and begin to have some success at the next level. That's got to – I can already see the pride on your face, but yeah. that's got to be cool, huh? Yeah, I mean, I coached Kylie when she was in seventh grade, and uh, she was always really fun to coach, um, very coachable. Um, and I was able to call her pitches from seventh grade up until her senior year. Um, I want to say she was a sophomore when COVID happened, and um, it was at that point was when I was kind of taking over, and so it was a real easy transition just for me calling her pitches and, and since seventh grade. But she, it was always really fun to call her pitches because she was going to hit hit whatever I called. She was yeah. going to hit the spot. Um, very, I mean, rarely did she miss. And, uh, you know, she was able to throw a perfect game last year against Long Beach and um, in a district game. And that was really fun and really cool to be a part of that. Uh, most people, you know, can go their whole career and don't ever get to be a part of a perfect game. So uh, we had really good defense behind her that night. Um, like I said, looking forward to – that rolling over into this year, I think we're definitely going to need uh, some defense this year. And, you know, nothing against my pitchers. They're young. They're throwing 
uh, hard and they've gotten better. I've seen them get better from last year to this year. Uh, but they're just not they're not going to be strikeout pitchers. So we're going to have to make routine plays um, and be able to hit the ball. When you look at it, Courtney, winning a um, playoff series last year, that's certainly got to help and, and get that confidence, kind of a little bit of a momentum going in with so many young players returning. Um, just kind of speak to having that success and being able to kind of taste that a bit last year. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, most of these girls, they were all um, playing varsity during that time, and, and we were able to make it to the second round um, with Kylie and mostly freshmen, and then I think I had three sophomores on the field. Uh, so I had two seniors, three sophomores, and the rest of them were freshmen. So I think having that experience and, um, you know, getting to play under that type of pressure um, but they, they also know um, East Central was really good. They uh, were. They were smashing the ball. And they to be could honest really with you. They swing it, couldn't they? Yeah. I don't know that I've seen – it's been a long time since I've seen a team hit as well as they did. Um, but I think, I think my girls see now where they need to be. Um, they still talk about it, which uh, is good because I know that, you know, that's still in the back of their mind and – they want to get back there and, and make it even further. Um, and they, they know what it takes. They, they work really hard. Um, but I do think, you know, like I said, having, having all those young kids out there, um, I think they'll be a little more prepared this time. Hopefully we make it that far, uh, if not further. But Coach, talk to us about, um, if you would, some of – your routine and some of the, I want to say, uh, kind of weight off your shoulders. I don't want to re refer to the volleyball position as that. I shouldn't put those words in your mouth. But less um, task to be uh, spread so thin. How has that been since you've been able to kind of give up volleyball and, and just concentrate on softball? Yeah, I mean, it was hard trying to juggle two sports. I bet. Uh, especially be a head coach of two sports. Sure. Uh, when Christy was head coach of softball and I was head coach of volleyball, it was a little bit easier, but still, um, you know, I couldn't dedicate my time to volleyball during the spring and then vice versa. It was, it was, I mean, we were only out there, we were out there fourth period, but, you know, when you got a volleyball game and then some of your girls play volleyball, you're thinking, I don't want to wear them out because I want to win this volleyball game. And, sure. Um, you know, so we, it, it was hard, um, and like you said, I don't, I don't want it to sound like it. I enjoyed volleyball. You let uh, me sound like that. I went. <laughs> I'm sorry for phrasing it that way, well, but that's no, just from the outside looking yeah, in. I, I was it. like, that's a lot. Yeah, it, it was a lot, um, but you know, just and and like I said, I loved volleyball. I loved coaching it, but um, I needed to get my focus uh, on softball, and so. It does feel kind of like a load has been lifted. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, I say this stuff all the time, but even like ordering stuff, I feel like, sure. you know, it just all runs together. And, um, you know, I need to be ordering stuff for softball, but we're in the middle of volleyball and I need to be focusing on that. So uh, it, it got to be tough. And I just felt like, you know, the volleyball girls deserved more and the softball needed more of me. So anyway. Yeah, a good, a good choice, a good decision-wise um, management by you. Let's talk about your facility. You put out, I thought it was so cool and kind of speaks to, I think, what the community thinks of you. Um, I guess it was 
my days are going to run together. Maybe over the summer, you put out a, a small, it wasn't a, a cry for help even, but it was a, a small post of, hey, we're doing this, if you could help. Um, and just to see the community, the thread of, of money come in uh, for an upgrade at the facility. Would you tell our listeners about that? What, what happened there? Yeah, uh, actually, that was back in the fall. Fall. Uh, see, look, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah, to be honest... <laughs> To be honest, I feel like that was probably around November, maybe. Um, that deck out, we had a deck out there, and it, I think they probably built that in 2015, 16, but it was old, and it was not safe. And um, so I, I was like, we need to raise money for this somehow, but um, I, I really wasn't expecting to get what I got. Um, and I just put it out on Facebook, you know, that we were – needing to build a new one and um i really think it was in like 20 minutes we had it paid for it was insane so cool. yeah yeah it was neat i mean so that was that was honestly that made me feel good um just knowing that we have that type of support and a lot of times uh i'm not i'm not gonna get on the subject but a lot of times like female sports maybe feel like you know that they're not as important sure and so that made my girls feel really good that people were wanting to support them and Absolutely. that they got it that fast and to be honest with you we got more than what we asked and we were able to make it bigger than what we had planned that's so awesome that should be finished uh within the next few weeks and i'm gonna post a picture so everybody can see it nice it's really nice i know you do and correct me if i'm wrong coach i know we have jamboree then a away game i'm putting you on the spot both first home date uh, the 16th. 16th. Yeah, okay, so good. we go to Diaberville the 14th, and then we'll be home against Harrison Central on the 16th. Yep, so get out, support uh, the softball program. So thankful uh, for you taking some time. I saw where I'm following you on your uh, socials and see that we've been to some Pelican games, and I see where yeah. unless something changed, our Pelicans kind of stayed put mm-hmm. at the trade deadline, and I think we probably – needed a little help what was your opinion on on our pelicans not making a, a move here at the trade deadline yeah i don't know what the deal with that was honestly i was yeah. i was kind of wondering the same but then again i'm like i don't i don't really i guess i'm not familiar with how all that really yeah. works so i didn't know if there was some type of kink somewhere yeah that I, i'm not but, sure either i know that when they're healthy if we could see them all play together that may yeah. be better than Thank any you. trade we could make so right yeah yeah i enjoy those games those are really fun yeah they are thank you courtney again for your time we'll take a two-minute timeout. when we come back we will talk picayune baseball we'll have evan nicholson joining us on stage to talk picayune maroon tide baseball after this two-minute break If you're looking for a place for that much-needed pregame meal, a place to just take in the game, or a place to have your post-game celebration, visit Champion Sports Bistro. They are a family-oriented sports bistro located at 113 West Canal Street in downtown Picayune. With food and drink specials throughout the week, Champions is a great place to enjoy lunch or dinner. They are open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 10, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 1. Champion Sports Bistro is Picayune's Bistro for Champions. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. 
Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popperville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full-service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef from Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. Welcome back as once again we're here at Champion Sports Bistro on West Canal Street in downtown Picayune. We appreciate those that have joined us live, those online, and those listening back on the good old podcast. Evan, look, we're trying to catch up, man. We got a little video stream trying to get that. away from uh, just going audio only. Thanks for taking some time for us tonight, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, we're close to it now, huh? Just right up on it. You got it's, a jamboree this weekend to get going? Oh, yeah, man. It's here. It's here. Yeah. So we're excited. Excited to get going. So. And you've got that good, what, two or three weeks prior to the start of season weather in full effect, right? Oh, Just, yeah. Oh, as yeah. I was telling Courtney, you get these monsoons right before y'all get underway. Kind of tell us, uh, if you will, we'll get into your team uh, more specifically, but kind of tell the listeners and viewers how you handle these rainy days and prep for a jamboree that you're going to probably treat just like any other Saturday. But kind of tell us what um, kind of comes with that and trying to maintain a field. I think that kind of gets lost in the shuffle for um, parents probably understand, but outsiders, they don't realize most of the time how much a head football coach, baseball coach, basketball coach, softball coach, how much facility work is actually involved. So kind of tell our listeners what you've been up to. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing, uh, getting the field ready. Uh, you know, they, I've been blessed. They give me third period off. It gives me, give me, gives me a chance to get the field ready for fourth period. Uh, but, you know, I think today was the second day that we have not been on the field. So uh, we've had a lot of rain, uh, but we've been That's very, really good with yeah. the rain we've had. And the field is draining really well. I mean, our field does well with the water. But um, so today was the second day we've not been on it. Um, and honestly, we probably could have, uh, but uh, it took a little work. Sure, um, sure. And uh, Tuesday night, we, know, we knew it was going to rain, so we went over a little later. We went about 6.30 Tuesday night. Uh, went pretty long yesterday, so I knew today was going to be kind of a shorter day with the with the rain coming. Um, but that's kind of how you prepare. Um, 
you know, you know you've got days where you can get things in when arms, you know, you got to get arms in. So you might go a little later some days um, to make sure you get things in, preparing for the, you know, forecast and um, for the times you won't be on the field. So I got to uh, come out and visit. It was one of the days where it rained pretty hard either the night before or two nights That was before. the first day we hadn't been on, yep. Well, and look, Evan, so that's what I wanted to ask you about the the – Y'all call it, I'm not sure what, but the indoor hitting. Yeah. I mean, how big a deal that is, how big a deal the, the pitching machine, those facilities to be able to help you prep even when it's not uh, great conditions. Yeah, for sure. The, the, we just call it the building. I mean, yeah. uh, Remo and uh, myself, we, just, we got that thing done about three years ago. It's been a game changer. Uh, we don't miss anything. Uh, we, we can do infield work in there. Um, we can go live in there, uh, and we, you know, no matter what the weather's doing, we can get some work in. Um, and we just got that new pitching machine. It's been, <laughs> that thing's been, uh, it's been real fun. Uh, so we get, we, we, we're able to hit off of it every day. Uh, you know, rains, shine, it doesn't matter. Um, and the day when you were there, really, um, our outfield's like that no matter how much yeah. it rains. I mean, we can get on our outfield no matter what. Um, so the day you were there, we were able to have a, uh, you know, a group out there doing some hitting drills out on the outfield, bunting, whatever it is, you know, uh, just trying to make the best of the situation. Sure, sure. All right, Coach, tell us about this uh, team you're going to roll out. Let's talk about what you need to replace, what was kind of there um, last year. You had a kid uh, behind the plate and Sam Landrum who logged a, a ton of innings. He was productive at the plate. You had Mr. Underwood and Mr. Watts, two productive players for three seniors that um, brought a lot, but then you have a lot coming back, and, and this group that's played a lot of baseball together that's going to be uh, juniors this year, and then the Moreau kid who played a ton of baseball as a freshman um, last year. So kind of tell us what you have um, coming back. Yeah, so coming into it, we knew our biggest concern was probably the catcher spot. Um, losing Sam, you know, you knew – for two years, you knew you could plug Sam in there. He was going to catch catch a great game. He's going to keep the baseball in front. He's going to keep the run game in check. Um, you knew you had those things. Um, he had great at bats, grounded out his at bats, and um, so that was kind of the biggest uh, coming into it um, hole to fill. Um, and then with Dawson, um, uh, you know, he was a for sure strike throwing, you know, strike thrower. Uh, you knew what you were going to get with him. Uh, and then his athleticism, uh, speed, we were going to miss his speed. And another one is Chris Davis. We, oh, don't, yeah. we don't have that's Chris. True. So you're losing Dawson and Chris in that lineup. And, you know, that's a lot of speed that you're missing. Um, so um, with Dawson, you know, those things. And then Trenton over there at third base, he, I mean, we don't beat Wes Jones in that first round without Trenton. Um, he, he played a very good uh, defensive third base uh, all year long. So, um, you know, going into it, you know, you, you those are the holes you know you've got to fill. So we started early. We kind of had an idea who was going to catch, who was going to play third. And um, we got enough athletes, I think, that can go out there and play, play left field and center field. Um, but, but, but the speed, uh, the speed is what we're, we're, where we're going to be hurt a little bit. Yeah. And so some things that uh, particularly defensively that can cover up maybe a, a lack of foot speed is, is pitching. And you bring back, um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Coach, but you're going to bring 
three back, uh, three guys back that you can run out there that all hold uh, standing offers to the defending national champs on the JUCO level. I believe that's correct in those three guys. And so that's pretty brutal, man, to be able to uh, bank on um, those top three arms. And when I'm talking about Bugsby, uh, uh, Brady Robertson, and then King, and in whatever order uh, you choose to use those guys. But uh, let's talk about that staff. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a whole different uh, dynamic coming into this year. Uh, compared to the last two years. You know, coming into last year, you've got Tanner. You're, he's returning a bunch of innings. You know he can be solid for you. Um, Brady was a question mark. You know, you kind of didn't know what you were going to get. Um, and he kind of uh, had a little coming out party last year, did well for us. Um, and then Kyler, uh, we used him on the back end of games. I like him on the back end of games. Uh, for one, he gets to play shortstop. Sure. Um, so uh, having – Three arms come, you know, that log the majority of your innings coming back. Uh, it's it's a spot we haven't been in uh, probably since 2020, 2019. Uh, you know, with those guys, so uh, it's a change of pace, uh, and it's it's a comforting. Uh, it's a lot more comforting than the past two years. Sure, and I mentioned um, Moreau earlier as a freshman coach i've got max preps in here somewhere i'm not going to dig it out but he logged a ton of at bats a lot of them as the lead off batter i know later in the year uh, you made a move and so um kind of the expectations through the lineup when you have moreau coming back you have a kid and morgan Kraft who can really swing it i mean that's a that's a swing when i'm bringing my son to the ball game you know it, it's you, you tell them to watch pro players, and that's like, yeah, well, they, they're smart enough to know that may not yeah, be yeah. realistic for me to be watching yeah. Albies or some of these kids, but I can bring him out and say, hey, watch Morgan Kraft. Look at the way that he approaches his at-bats. Look at the way that he uses his hands. And mm -hmm. he's a good, good hitter, Coach, that you're going to be able to plug in somewhere in that middle and just kind of look at the way that that lineup's going to lay out, Evan. Yeah, so, I mean – you're returning a lot of at-bats. Uh, you know, Jamie, one you didn't mention, uh, I felt like when we moved him to the leadoff spot, uh, we kind of figured some things out offensively uh, late in the year. And um, you know, I want to stop you there, Coach, and we're not going to lose your point, but you were coaching him the other day, and I got my car on the way home. He stood out to me, and not that all the kids – aren't this way but he locked up with you eyeball to eye. I was like yeah I, I can take some of that like mm -hmm. he was right in and receiving the coaching pretty good so I just wanted to credit him there yeah he's a good kid and uh, he's bought in to what we do um, and really all of them are you know but in that lineup uh, you know you're returning a lot of at bats Morgan's hitting the middle lineup since he was a freshman Kyler's hitting the middle lineup since he was a freshman and then you know Cooper He's going to be there, there in the middle somewhere. Uh, he, like you said, he led off uh, last year, did well for us, started to scuffle a little bit, so we moved, dropped him down, and then he had a great – he's probably our hottest hitter in the playoffs last year. So um, he's going to be up there in the middle. Tanner's coming around a little bit. Um, so uh, the, the, the core and the meat of the lineup have, have a bunch of at-bats. Uh, and, you know, Brady, you know, Brady had some big hits for us last year. So he puts together good at-bats, can bunt, can do different things, and – um, so, uh, you know, that's exciting bringing back that many at-bats. You mentioned bunting. You've mentioned it a couple times. Coach, how important it's a lost art, right? You watch college baseball. You can go a month and out seeing it. Our Braves, what we bunt, yeah, like one yeah. time last year? No, the last game of the year. Good gracious. I thought they were. I, I, mean, I was kind of rooting. 
I was kind of rooting for him to not. I but. mean, them suckers went all the way in Embunto. So, um, that being said, man, um, the purity of, of high school baseball on trying to flip that line up back mm-hmm. around and trying to get back to some of these sticks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've mentioned five or six guys that you can pretty much maybe bank on, hang your hat on what type of numbers, some kids that you're going to have to maybe lean on to get you back around uh, to these guys, some guys that maybe aren't uh, household names, so yeah. to speak. Well, um, <clears throat> there's some guys, you know, fighting for some, some playing time down there. Um, I'm real excited about uh, Parker Helton. Uh, I call him Petey. Uh, he, he had, he's had a really good spring so far. Uh, he – He's going to be out there in center field probably. Um, he's going to get his shot down there at the bottom. I think he's. I think he can do some good things down there. He can run a little bit, so it does give us a little bit more speed. Um, then you got guys like you know Landon Watts. He's going to get an opportunity to play. He you know he hasn't. He's kind of he caught all the JV games last year. Kind of been behind Sam. Um, he's going to get an opportunity to play. He's got some pop. Um, he's going to have to you know. He's going to have some growing pains and, and try to have to make some adjustments as we go. But him and Braxton Carter, uh, he's been one of our better hitters so far uh, this month. Uh, and as a, as a kid, a lot of people don't know. But uh, I, I think he, he's got an opportunity to play some. And Justin Stockstill, um, another little guy that can run a little bit. And um, Mason Rubles had some, some good at-bats. And um, So there's, there's some guys, you know, buying for some playing time. Robert Bailey. Um, down there, that, but we're going to find what fits and kind of go with it. Coach, we talked about, or I did, the three arms, and then you kind of seconded that point. And three in, in high school baseball is going to get you a long way, especially, you know, in, in district play and if you get in uh, to these playoff series. But you've got to have more. And so uh, the fourth and fifth guy, some arms that you may uh, bank on to, to log some innings. There's a lot of innings out there in high school baseball, and so three aren't going to be able to cover them all. Um, some other arms that you're going to depend on, Coach. Yeah, uh, so Dawson, he threw he threw a lot of innings for us, so that's some innings we're having to replace. Uh, you know, there's a couple guys that we're kind of still trying to figure out who it's going to be. Uh, you know, Cooper Morrow, he, he's he's done some good things. He's going to get some opportunities uh, to start on Saturday, Saturdays. And um, uh, Braxton Carter, he, he's he's coming along, doing some good things. He's going to be in, uh, in kind of a real relief role. And then Landon Watts, uh, you know, if he can figure it out, he's gonna he can be really good. And he, uh, that can be he could be dominant in that that relief role um, if he ever figures it out but uh, I think his last three outings he's he's been really good in inner squads um, so uh, he's starting to buy in a little bit to what it, the process of things so um, those three guys are going to get some innings and then Morgan uh, you know a lot of people don't know but Morgan you know Morgan can get in there and compete and um, flips a breaking ball in there for a strike throws strikes um, and in high school man that can win absolutely so, um, there, there's some guys down there that we're still you know trying to figure out how to piece it together sure coach when you look at us a similar question that I asked uh, Courtney you tasted success last year in the playoffs how big is that to bring back a group that we've described like you're bringing a lot back mm-hmm. and to be able to have a taste of it and almost have a real taste I mean real close and and uh, um, 
in that other series. So that's big for this group, I would think, experience-wise and mentality-wise to say, hey, we can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of proved that against West Jones. Uh, uh, was a better team. Yeah, well, and they're a premier. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not like you beat a no-name in the first round either. Mm -hmm. Trey Sutton and what they put on the board over the last few years, that's a really signature uh, type series win to get that and then to really compete, be right there in the second round. Kind of speak to that experience. Yeah, I mean, this group, uh, you know, these juniors and, and these sophomores, um, <coughs> they've gotten their, their teeth kicked in a good bit. They've gotten their butts whooped. Um, and one thing I can say about them is they're very resilient kids. Um, you know, they can get beat. They can get skull drug. They can – you know, they went 5-19 and 19 their freshman year, and the next day they're showing up ready to work. Um, you know, and it kind of keeps you in check as a coach. You know, you're like, man, if these kids keep showing up, I mean, i, I got to keep showing up for them. Um, and I was always telling Remo and I was telling some of them guys, man, it's just going to take one little – one success, one little bit of success to really get them to start believing. And – I think we found that, uh, you know, at West Jones. I saw them kids, like, I saw a different look in their eye. Um, you know, we were led by three grid seniors. When we got beat at South Jones, um, you know, they were hurt, but they, they, they kind of told them kids too, you know, hey, you know, it's y'all's, like, it's y'all's to take. Um, and, uh, you know, I can remember seeing some of them guys when we got beat. Um, they had a different look. You, man, they, they, you do care. Mm -hmm. You know, you you, yeah. you you are in it because they had a different look in their eye. And then, you know, throughout the summer they were hungry. Uh, and then this fall, I mean, I've had only – I only had three guys not there this fall. And that's, that's never happened at Picky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. um, Brady, Morgan, um, Chris, you know, but – Really, it's just Brady and Morgan. I mean, the rest of them were there besides the ninth graders, um, Brunson. But, you know, this fall they really got after it. Uh, they got after it in the weight room. They got after it fourth period. Um, we put them through a lot of – I mean, we put them through some, some tough things that they had to really dig down and get through. And um, they're starting to come together. And, that, and you know, I, the biggest thing for me is I feel like they're hungry. And, you know, I feel like they, they don't want to just talk about it. I feel like they want to go show people. Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. Let's talk about your staff. You've added uh, Coach Gatlin, and I'm messing that up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Coach Gatlin. Coach T is, is a guy that's coming back uh, handling your pitching staff. And then I want to always kind of give him uh, his due. He helps so much with the football program. Uh, Coach Fagan, too, he's out there contributing uh, when he can. He's kind of an unsung hero amongst uh, picking <laughs> unions uh, right now with the way he's contributing yeah. uh, with any of his uh, free or spare time. But talk about your staff, Coach. Yeah, man, I got a great staff. Um, Remo left us, um, you know. Uh, just thought that you know that that's what the Lord was calling him to do, uh, do something else. And Remo was so funny to me. We we mentioned being out there, and he was like, "Man, I just felt like you know I really kind of needed it." And he gave all his reasons, mm -hmm. and we were standing on the field as he's telling me. That. <laughs> oh, I said, okay. "You've done an awesome yeah. job of getting away yeah. at this." As yeah. we're out yeah. at Kent Kirkland Field, yeah. as as we were having this conversation, Shoot. so he was there today, and he's <laughs> and he, he's a phone call away. He'll help me with anything. He ain't really gone. Yeah. You know? but but um, so Gat, uh, you know, I, I played at, when I was playing at Pearl River. Gatlin uh, was there with me. Uh, we've been friends a long time. We we played in the fall leagues and all that through high school. And 
he called he contacted me uh last spring and you know said that he might be looking for a job and i was like man absolutely come on so I, did, I tried to do everything I could to get him a job here, and I, I didn't get him the greatest job, you know, but he, he's here. He's teaching. And, and he um, checks that Braves box, Oh, too, yeah, he's yeah. a big Braves fan. Yeah. we got a lot in common. But, man, he's brought so much stuff to, you know, like he's been a head coach. He can – the things, I mean, just, you know, ordering things or, um, you know, filling out paperwork or stuff. He, he's just he, – he helps so much with that. He's got a lot of knowledge. He's, I mean, he's coached on the college level. Um, so he, he's big help. He's helping our hitters right now. He's been big with our catchers. When he got here, Remo was still here, so I told him to catch, we got to develop a catcher. The catchers are yours, and uh, he's done a great job with them. we got two catchers now that I think can, can play in a varsity baseball game and, and be successful. Um, and then, you know, Coach T, uh, man, he's been a game changer for us. Uh, he's really developed our arms, um, and he's continuing to. I mean, our young guys are getting better, and – um, he he he's the guy that you know kind of flies under the radar. Don't want to be seen. Doesn't want to talk. Doesn't really you know want to have any you know his name in the paper or anything like that. Um, and he's a guy that you can look at and say, hey man, he, we got to get him better. And he just takes it as a challenge. Um, and he's been a game changer. And then Coach Fagan, uh, I was kind of I'll tell you what happened with Coach Fagan. Coach, I was at a football game and. Uh, I was watching Coach Fagan put up all the pile lines and uh, bringing all the, the yard markers in, and like he was working workhorse. Yeah. And man, I was just like, man, I did. I told, I remember telling Caroline, I was like, man, I, I, that dude could work for me. I, I need him. So when Remo told me he wasn't coming back, it opened up a spot, and I was like, man, I need somebody that can help me in those areas. And I called him; he was all for it. And he's actually pretty knowledgeable. He played sure. baseball in high school and. He's a heck of an athlete, Dude, he man. is a freak yeah, athlete. Yeah, he really and is. He likes to mow. He yeah. likes to weed eat. He yeah, likes to do those things, too. To work. So, yeah. Um, but I got those guys, and then Trenton Lee and Tyler Penton doing the junior high. They're doing a great job and uh, do anything you ask of them. So I'm, I'm very blessed with a very good coaching staff. So That's cool. Evan, thank you, man. Yes, I know sir. it's uh, right here on us game week, and I appreciate your time, and um, I appreciate your friendship. Absolutely. I appreciate us being able to – trade braves text whether we're so celebratory or yeah. walking each other back <laughs> off a ledge so absolutely uh, i appreciate you brother thank yes, you Evan. Thank we're going to take a two-minute timeout. when we return we'll visit with coach labella about some pearl river central blue devil softball after this two-minute timeout. the greater pecuniary chamber of commerce provides the tools you need to succeed as a business owner and community influencer as a member of the Chamber, your commitment has personal payback. The Chamber offers numerous opportunities to get involved throughout the year, whether it is through networking events, committee involvement, community programs, or special events. By taking advantage of the Chamber's resources, your business can develop and thrive. Visit us at greaterpicunechamber.org or drop by our office, which is located at 201 Highway 11 North. If you're looking for a place for that much-needed pregame meal, a place to just take in the game, or a place to have your post-game celebration, visit Champion Sports Bistro. They are a family-oriented sports bistro located at 113 West Canal Street in downtown Picayune. With food and drink specials throughout the week, Champions is a great place to enjoy lunch or dinner. They are open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 10, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 1. 
Champion Sports Bistro is Picayune's Bistro for champions. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popperville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Fazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. We're now joined by Coach LaBella of the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, and what a stint he has had out at softball for the Blue Devils. Uh, we were just discussing it. Coach, you haven't missed on many opportunities to uh, win a district uh, title out for the Pearl River Central Blue Devils. Was it seven of eight? Is that, um, is that close to being right there? Seven of eight and then one, one loss because of COVID, so seven and nine, I guess. Wow, that's pretty darn strong uh, right there. Um, Coach, let's, let's get we'll, – we'll do a specific kind of preview for this coming year, but kind of speak to us. I know I've covered uh, your games softball-wise and also formerly basketball-wise. Kind of tell us, man, what, what is this success stemming from? You were a good basketball coach well, as you. well. So some philosophies or some points on the high school level that you truly – I believe in and that you get your teams to believe in? Um, all the places that I've coached, um, we've really stressed base running a lot and the little things and tried to see in close games if we can, you know, just have good instincts and make good decisions on the bases. I mean, I've been blessed with a lot of good players. Um, we've had a good group here. And um, I just kind of get them to buy into the work ethic. The, the very first year here, um, the year before, was had some problems. and. That was probably the hardest year just to get them, you know, get kids out there. We finished 15 and 15, or, or it was a 500 wreck. I don't remember how many wins, but um, those players uh, kind of set the whole, you know, they didn't get all the, um, they won a district title, but it wasn't as good a team as some of the ones now, but they set the groundwork. And I remember telling those girls that those are um, people who come later than you are going to reap the benefits of what sure. you started by coming out for a program that hadn't been winning a lot before they got there. That's neat stuff. Coach, you, I'm trying to think of your timeline back over this way, but Coach Arteagues, when he was at, South, uh, at Pearl River Community College, you would go watch them, and somehow from his coaching role, he would always steal a run or two, it seemed like. And it was like you'd watch and you'd say, how do people kind of keep falling for whatever it may be? But when you would watch Arteagues, and he had a talented team. Right. He really did. He could really uh, recruit and do. But even inside of that, you'd watch and you'd say, boy, he, 
he in that kind of role would uh, steal a run or two and just uh, watching you whenever we've been out there. I've kind of gotten a sense, you know, you may would have that base runner and you look out and say, that base runner wasn't hung up. That base runner was kind of hung up intentionally. <laughs> and and it, so your, your coaching style on the softball side reminds me so much of Coach uh, J.R. Teagues in his days there at That's a uh, PRCC. So well, I think, it, I think he would be, uh, feel the same way. But, and, and the kids, I think, enjoy, uh, I'm not going to call it, you know, the tricks of the game, but yeah. they enjoy uh, playing for that aggressive style and, and, and that. So just kind of talk about the way that uh, your young ladies kind of respond well, to that. Well, it's, it's neat because the, um, like, a lot of base run drills we do are, like they like said, being aggressive, like halfway on a fly, and especially when the younger ones come in um, and they, they're not sure exactly what halfway means, and then you extend it out and, uh, it's neat to see the older ones, once they realize the benefits of doing things like that, that you'll see them pulling on the side and say, your halfway is not big enough. And it's like, well, that was you two years ago. Yeah. But you know, at some point, maybe there was a gap that they scored on because they were more aggressive, getting you know, halfway between first and second, closer to second, scored when they wouldn't have. And so it's really neat because they, you know, the kids buy in. I have a really good group of uh, kids and parents. So um, I think they, there's a little bit of pressure on them at this point that they know that um, you know, Wes Harrison was a one-run game last year, and Pick Yoon is, is was really good as well. Um, so I think they know that they've been around uh, long enough that there's going to be a game or two where you're either going to win it or lose it by something smart you do on the bases or some instinct or something that you forget you throw it to the wrong base or something like that. Right. Um, and we, you know, I said that especially with Picayune this year, we know we're going to have to be really good because they were, they were very young last year and we were, we were very fortunate to beat them. Coach, you brought up instinct. It's maybe more than any game that I've covered because it's so bang, bang. It's mm -hmm. so quick. Talking with Coach Dickens earlier, we, of course, talked about but you don't have, I mean, it's got to be muscle memory and it's got to be instincts. You can't do a whole lot of thinking in fast pitch softball, can you? No, you're, you're right. We said about Coach Dickens, um, she's, I was talking to her right before I came on, and she's done such a good job. I mean, obviously, Coach Mitchell's a legend around here, and um, that that next person to follow her, you know, had, was a key person, and, and Courtney's done just a fantastic job. Uh, sometimes I wish they weren't as good as they were because <laughs> it makes for a couple hard yeah. games a year, but they've done a good job. And, you know, it's like, like instincts, like you're talking about. We were working on a drill today where, um, you know, reading gaps on grounders. And, you know, one kid will get out and one will get safe, one will get safe, and they'll say, well, Coach, I did the same thing. And, and it's like you said, you know, you got one yeah. kid who – is reading that gap the second the ball's hit. The other one's reading it when it gets to the shortstop and, and not when it's on the way to the shortstop. Yeah. And, you know, when you get thrown out by one foot, it's, it, it wasn't what happened at the end sure. of the play. It was, like you said, the read, you know, the, the instinct. So you're absolutely right. I want to preface this by saying she's a family friend, so I do have favoritism. Sure. But the DeVore girl, I looked up last year, and I was like, there's no way. She scored on a play, and I was like, she's got to be over at third base. But... There was a, a ball either overthrown um, back behind. Something happened and she scored. And I'm just thinking she's a base way ahead of where she should have been. And it was just like what you talked about, just didn't hesitate, she's was a, off and running. Yeah, Bailey, Bailey's a she's, – she's, I mean, she's just – not just because you know her. Yeah. She is an absolute pleasure because a lot of people don't know that in the All-Star game over the summer, uh, up at Jones College, she had the winning hit in that ball game. You know, she was the smallest one out yeah. on the field, but 
she's an incredible leader and it's 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 great when you see kids like that you don't even have to tell them to you know go fix something with one of the little ones they're like they'll call them over and it, it, it it's i know it's a cliche but kids like that are coaches on the field it's not like a coach sure. on the field you know and it, yeah. i'm good i'm glad she's got a couple of years but i can't imagine prc with that softball without her right now you know coach you talked about the team kind of laying the groundwork the game as itself i mean you're on the on the high school level but it has exploded has it not like you look at coach murphy and this alabama program i mean they're rock stars when yeah and the way that i mean you're flipping on espn espn yeah. too you're, you're not hiding from no. softball it's out there so how cool from your standpoint over the last 10 or 15 right. years to see the game just take yeah, off when i was in, uh, in louisiana um i guess just about about my 25th year something like that but uh, my 10th year at prc and it's just see the number of, of kids that are out for the team and like you said the uh the, just how much is publicized how much is covered it used to be you know it's in the summer and you're flipping through something yeah. you know one in the morning and you catch a replay of it yeah. now it's like you're looking you know sec network and things like that and of course that just makes the girls even you know hungrier to try to, to say look this is a big deal it's being treated the way it should be you know absolutely all right coach we get more specific with your club I, I think i started this interview with evan but i kind of like to pay homage back to to who's left uh, the program before we uh, dive in talk about the seniors that uh, graduated a year ago and what gaps they kind of left i know um, dean's gonna leave a gap and then also smith two right. con key contributors for your club and then what you have to do to kind of fill those spots and anybody that i may have missed there yeah coach. those are those are the two seniors that we lost you know uh, ashlyn's at at the river now and um she was a starter part she started parts of her start of freshman year uh, madison played outfield and pitch for us and both of those very very hard to replace because they were they were real versatile they both played different positions over the years. you know madison was a real good pitcher too but we we had a, another like loss from last year's team. We had our uh, senior uh, Kara Bird. She was a played a lot of different positions, utility, but she was gonna most probably be the shortstop this year. And she tore her ACL oh, at practice about three weeks ago. In fact, Dang, she had surgery. Mm. Yeah, she had sur surgery on Valentine's Day, and um, it you know it's it's tough when you lose somebody like her because a lot of our kids, you know, and you've noticed this uh, from the last few years. A lot of them can start at an earlier age now. Well, Carol was going to be starting only as a senior. Oh, wow. And, you know, you don't want to know and anybody. And they just don't this see was, it anymore. This was her year. Wow. The, you know, and she mm. was a, I mean, she's a great student, a great kid. So we kind of lost more than just those two. So mm. we've been kind of scrambling the last couple of weeks to try to move some people around. I mean, we think we have some good players, but um, we miss a lot of leadership with Kara. I mean, she's, she's still a leader of practice, but, sure. you know, on the field was a different thing, you know. Well, Coach, tell us, uh, I, I don't want to duplicate questions, but in your game, if I wasn't to ask you about who's going to be in the circle, and you've got two folks that have really logged a bunch of innings, I'm right. thinking that you feel pretty confident and pretty fortunate in the people that you're going to be able to, to put in there and pitch. Yeah, yeah um, Jasmine and Bailey both um, pitched a bunch last year. I'm not a uh, if you can all, uh, deal, you know, not make it happen. I'm not big on throwing somebody a ton of innings during the season. I think that always benefits you later on. It's kind of an investment in the future. Um, so, they, you know, it's not like even if one was pitching a lot better than the other, they're up, both going to see a lot of time. We have another uh, 
freshman who's been pitching well, Kylie Terry, and um, she'll she'll get some innings. Um, but they, you know, we feel good about that. Our, our offense is struggling a little bit. You know, um, Dean was a home run hitter. Madison was in the middle of the lineup, and Kara was a hitter. So, um, you know, we're I would say we're probably a little uh, further on pitching than we are in the other uh, areas. But um, you know, I, I think we'll. We just have some. We're just ready to play Saturday. We have so many questions answered. We're, we have a new, two new outfielders, you know, a new shortstop. Um, you know, it's, we have a bunch of things to figure out. We kind of think we have some pieces, but you don't really know that until you, until you, you know, play somebody other than yourself. You know, Coach, talk to us about what Izzy Martin has meant to the program, the way that she's been able to swing the bat in her years there at Pearl River Central. Well, her mom's the president of Booster Clubs, and, and that's a good thing because she's cost us a lot of money and balls lost in practice. Yeah, <laughs> she's that. the all-time home run leader at the school. And oh that, man! And that—that's um, that speaks a lot because I mean we've had Keegan, you know, uh, sure. King Pearson, um, Shelby, uh, Shelby Archer. You know, we've had a bunch of really good players. She's the home run leader, and um, she's just—you know—you just base the lineup around her. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. The other thing about her is that she's. She broke in with us as an eighth grader. She she was she was obviously had a real good coach before she got to us. So she didn't have to learn much about the game. She's played uh, shortstop. She played third last year. There's probably a pretty good chance she'll play first this year. And um, uh, you know I think she's she already signed the JUCO scholarship. I think she'll she could play any of those places. But you can as far as the lineup, you just put her in the three hole and you just worry about that four hole hitter behind her. Make sure they're hitting so she gets pitches and doesn't get walked every time. You know. Yeah. So, Coach, we've talked, because uh, I think it's kind of a theme as us folks in Pearl River County get ready to do anything outside, but the weather, has it played havoc at your place? And, and talk to us about uh, facilities I know next door, uh, turf, t talk to us about your softball layout and how the weather may kind of hamper getting ready. Yeah, it, it's, it's been a, a challenge this year that the, the, um, the school and the school board have done a great job of really investing a lot of money into the facility and baseball as well. But um, it's, we're on the, on the middle school practice field right now. And, you know, there are some things like we don't have, we don't have electricity. So a lot of times we'll have meetings in the locker rooms after we can't do that. It's, I think sometimes the kids are glad because when it's dark, we actually <laughs> I was about to, to say, you yeah. kind of strike me as a guy <laughs> that would go into the dark. When, too, I was, so. when I was at Cabrini in New Orleans, like 25 years ago, they used to joke around, we didn't have lights. And so we, it was a four o'clock start. And, um, <laughs> there were many days yeah, when, somebody when the, was the dads had the headlights in there. And there a couple of times the police would come by and say, what's going on here? Yeah. It's just our lights, you know? Sure. So it's, I think that it, 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 it's, it's played a role, but at the end of the day, it's going to be great once it's finished. We're just trying to get it finished quickly because we, we kind of shifted our schedule back to play most of our home games later. Um, and so if it, you know, we get cooperation with the weather, it will be good. But there have been so many people who have just um, – it, it's – some things that we needed to be done in the field, and they really stepped up, and, and it looks like it's going to be great. You know? That community is really good yes, about doing yeah. that. They're a great principal, great administration. Uh, Coach Walter is going to be our next interview. I uh, watched Evan and Courtney the other night. I was calling a basketball game, and, uh, of course, that's baseball, softball. That was our <laughs> pre previous interviews. And to watch them just visit, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm assuming the, the trade comes up, mm -hmm. their craft, and – so how much do you and Neil kind of um, bounce ideas <laughs> off one another and, and talk uh, across sports like that? Well, well, Neil's always valuable, not only as a fellow coach, but at our, at our PLCs uh, in school uh, when we have uh, study groups and things like that. 
he uh, always adds uh, a bunch of things to that. And I just, I, I was just glad I could go before him tonight because there's no way to follow the legend. Okay. Well, we put him on the anchor because look, <laughs> my 10 or 15 minute interviews have already turned into uh, 20 to 25 minutes. So um, he, he I'm gives already me, kind of stretched, he gives me a lot stretched of us out late. So um, he gives me a lot of good advice. That's for sure. Coach, any um, anybody else, player-wise, or let's let's talk about your staff. Always like to give a head coach a chance to kind of talk about a staff or a volunteer that means a lot to their program. I think head coaches on the high school level sometimes can be beat up on pretty quickly, uh, and then not credited with all the hours that they put in. But that's even more so for the assistant or whether it be uh, the men and women that are way behind the scenes. They're not even close to a uniform on uh, game days, but still put in a bunch of time. So anybody that you wanted to speak uh, well, to in that Kelsey regard. Kelsey Carroll, he was, he's, was my assistant in basketball, and it was for a while we did both sports until uh, um, COVID came along. And it was always great because knowing that one was going to be, there's that time of overlap in January, and there was always time that no matter which one was at which sport, it was going to get done the right way. And so he, he's, he's just basically a co-head coach. Um, and then Coach Rayford Lee, he's done a great job. He works with the hitters a lot. Um, he's been with us a while. Now his daughter, uh, uh, Callie, was a real good first baseman for us. And now his, his next daughter, Cammie, is a uh, freshman on the, on the team. And then we have uh, Kurt Stewart, who's coming in uh, this year. And um, they, the kids already like Mr. Kirk because he used to feed us these meals. Sure, yeah, so he's a legend. Like they, they Between like that program <laughs> and then the youth group over here yes, at my uh, church, so yeah, he's fed yeah. Uh, plenty of young person he's, in his yeah, days. He's been a great – he's just such a all, – all of those guys are just really – they're good people first, and they very unselfish for the girls and, and for me, and, they, you know, just as good a staff as I've ever had, you know. Coach, I can't thank you enough for your time and I continue your success, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's always a pleasure me. to visit with you. Always learn something. So thank you, Coach. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. When we return, we'll talk Pro Over Central Baseball with head coach Neil Walter. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full-service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? from Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. The Greater Picayune Area Chamber of Commerce provides the tools you need to succeed as a business owner and community influencer. As a member of the Chamber, your commitment has personal payback. The Chamber offers numerous opportunities to get involved throughout the year, whether it is through networking events, committee involvement, community programs, or special events. By taking advantage of the Chamber's resources, your business can develop and thrive. Visit us at greaterpicunechamber.org or drop by our office, which is located at 201 Highway 11 North. If you're looking for a place for that much-needed pregame meal, a place to just take in the game, or a place to have your post-game celebration, visit Champion Sports Bistro. They are a family-oriented sports bistro located at 113 West Canal Street in downtown Picayune. With food and drink specials throughout the week, Champions is a great place to enjoy lunch or dinner. 
They are open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 10, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 1. Champion Sports Bistro is Picune's Bistro for champions. We're back now with head baseball coach out for Pearl River Central, the Blue Devils, Neil Walter. Neil, thanks for taking time with us, and I've got us running late, so thanks for uh, hanging in here with us. No, I'm good. I didn't have anything else to do. Well, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you, and let's look at it, Coach. We've talked to um, the others about whether you've got a little different aspect going on and some renovation at your place. Let's jump right into what's going to be there, where the progress is, and, right. and kind of how that's affected your lead up. Well, yeah, yeah, we've. Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank uh, you know, Trevor Adams, Jim Browder. They work for uh, uh, City of Picayune, and without them, we wouldn't have any field at all to practice. We've been practicing on Field Nine at Friendship Park. Uh, That's where uh, we practice tomorrow night with my twelve-year-old. Field Nine. Go. So, well, I think. Uh, what time do you practice? We're gonna practice as soon as y'all let us. We're okay. We're scheduled <laughs> for 5:30. Oh yeah. Well, we'll go find out what time <laughs> you're clearing out. <laughs> we'll, we'll be off by then. Hopefully, we can get on it. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, real appreciative of them. But we, you know, we've only been on a on a field, uh, you know, well, at the river, at the river four times. Uh, but uh, our our field is is almost done. It's a possibility we'll get on it tomorrow. Um, more likely, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to be celebrating it by practicing for the first time. Okay. We'll probably go at about noon. Um, but but it it will be ready for the first game. Um, it's it, it's going to be nice. It, and and it's going to get better as it goes on. We're going to. You know, we got a little late start. The outfield is going to be even better next year. I think we're going to have to get the scoreboard that, that I'm wanting to do. Um, we had a little problem with it before engineers signed off on it, but I think hopefully get it next year, one of those Fenway-type type, type deals. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, but just real appreciative of, of, you know, the school board that, that voted for it, the school backing, and, and then the, the, the various members of the Blue Devil Foundation who, you know, without them, no, no way this is possible. And... Uh, um, just really supportive, and uh, it, it's really nice. I mean, the people who've seen it, and it, we, you know, we got some people who drive out there twice a day that, that, to just check it out, and we'll, sure. we'll see people out there. They're really excited, and, and uh, I'm real excited to get on there. Coach, I, I look back, you're a state championship winner. I kind of look at that team, and uh, maybe some of the checks that were wrote, some of the volunteer hours were a little bit easier to do because of that foundation that yourself, that coaching staff, and those young men kind of set. And that's been a little, that's not a long time ago, but yeah. that certainly, I uh, think, has helped this project. Would you agree with that, well, Coach? I, I agree with that. And, and, you know, look, I tell people all the time, I told that state championship team that the foundation for them was laid with people like Dylan Spears and mm -hmm. Christian Smith. I mean, they're the guys who turned this thing around. Lane Vazan, Caleb Morales, I don't know if you, you know, remember some of those names. But they were there when this, when this thing turned around. Mm. And then, um, you know, the, the guys now are benefiting from not only that state championship team, but, but the guys since then. I mean, we, you know, we've had a, a class that graduated that, that even with COVID, I mean, you know, they, they, they won like, I think, 90 games. And that was taking half a season away. So, um, you know, they've had some really good groups. And, uh, um, and, and all those guys, I think, are, are, are just, just part of that, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I think if, if if you don't have some success, you're probably not going to get as you're still going to get some support. I don't think sure. you're going to get quite quite the level that what we've gotten. And, and again, we're really appreciative. Yeah, speaks to your leadership too, Coach. Um, you're not a guy to kind of do that, but that's come under your tutelage and your um, leadership. 
you talked about the group that's leaving. Let's get in uh, to this year that's coming up. You lost a lot. One of them, you're on, right? Right. And so let's kind of talk about how special that senior class was. And I always loved uh, asking you about coaching your son. But how does that dynamic now kind of change with him rolling out? He's playing uh, Southwest right, Community right. College Catching. Baseball. And um, so – Let's look at that group of seniors, what they meant to you, of course, uh, personally, the wins that they stacked up, and then the, the shoes that are left to fill. Yeah, well, it was tough to see the, or leave them. You know, I look at, uh, like, I, Nolan played second, Jerry Dickens played mm -hmm. short, and they played either second short or short and third or whatever. But they played but right the beside each other play. since they were seven years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, well, I was waiting yeah. for Treat every yeah, time. Treat. I said, well, maybe must have finally got out of yeah, like he, Yeah, he was in high school like 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, it, it was hard. To, you know, you'll get some of those kids that you're writing the lineup down, and you're like, what am I doing? You know, I'm used to writing this kid's name yeah. down. We had a lot of them graduate. You know, every year you're going to have people graduate, and somebody's going to step up. And, and I really think, like, for example, just in the middle, um, um, Connor Dyes, Riley Wilson, they sat behind those two for two years, and those are two pretty good ones. And they picked up some stuff, not not just technique, but I'm just about how to practice, about mm -hmm. how to play the game the right way. And and uh, and all those guys do that. I, I think that our guys do a good job, uh, and maybe not intentional, but they just you know those young guys pick that up and see it. And uh, you know we, we we make a point of that too. That um, you know we're, we're not going to send a message by letting. You know, like we're not going to let Caleb Dice off the hook or something because then mm, it lets sure. these two eighth grade kids we moved up, yeah. let them see, oh, well, maybe you can't get away with that. No, you know, it's all going to be the same. But, 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 but they get that, and they know that. So I know we have some guys that don't have a whole lot of experience. They don't have a whole lot of experience playing, but they've got some experience winning, and I think that's important too. Yeah, let's get into some of those uh, young guys. Coach, if you wouldn't mind uh, giving us some names. I know that's a group that's got a little bit of almost – pressure kind of built up and what they're going to be able to do on the high school level because how successful they've been uh whether it be what you want to deem at travel ball and then into carrying on into junior high but let's talk about some of the youth and then we'll talk more about what you have coming back with some reps yeah well some of the newcomers i think they're going to play i mean chapo or connor dies he he played a little bit but he's going for the first time full-time starter um, but he would have played varsity on a lot of teams around here. He just wasn't able to break in that lineup. Riley Wilson's going to be working in the middle. Um, you have uh, 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 Chris Hart, who's a name people should mm -hmm. know because he started quite a bit, but he'll be a full-time starter this year. Um, Sam Tuminello is going to take over behind the plate. And, and really, and then Austin Gill, who I, I'm telling you, he has turned it around above the shoulders because below mm. the shoulders he'd have been starting for us as a sophomore. I mean, that team a couple years ago that went 28 and four. He would have, he was good enough to start on that team. He was a really good player, um, but but he has he has turned it around upstairs now, and and he's a senior and he he's he's playing for. So he's a he's a newcomer. But, but he's been around for a while. And he's How cool is tired. that to see, Coach, from a coach's perspective, to see the shift or the light bulb yeah. go off? Like, how neat is that from yeah, your well, perspective? It, it's great because, you know, he was like, you know, some of those guys are sometimes frustrating. And we always said, man, this guy's frustrating because he's so good. This yeah. guy's so good, but yeah. he, he doesn't get it. And he doesn't put it together. He's never a bad kid or we wouldn't have him around. We're not going to have a bad kid around. We don't have a bad kid, you know, but, but – He's a hardworking kid. He now he didn't always do it before, and um, 
and it was great to see, I guess, just a maturity level, and I think him buying in a little bit too. I mean, but, you know, we just kept around because, look, look, eventually he's going to get it, and if he gets it because he's just a great talent, and, and I, I look for him to have a good season. Uh, um, now it's going to be the first time he's playing varsity full time, so there's going to be, you know, it's how will he handle failure? that's what baseball is mm -hmm. but if he can handle failure a little bit uh, then, then I think he's going to come up big for us in some situations down the line especially later in the season when we need him. Coach look at um, you you mentioned handling failure um, your record from a year ago 23 and 12 we talked about that senior class and the way that uh, they won ball games at a really really high clip but I know the standard for for you and for your program um, how would you judge kind of last year's team? Like when you look at it from an assessment standpoint, did they meet kind of your expectations or I, higher or lower? I think, I think if you ask them, they would say they underachieved, and, 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 and I feel like that as well. And, of course, when you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Sure. You have a really good weekend, you're going to beat whoever. You have a bad weekend, you can lose to whoever. But I think overall, I mean, they, they were just kind of slow starters. On the mound, they were always legit. I mean, we never had a problem on the mound. But um, uh, at, at sometimes the bats went away, and, and it's just kind, kind of how it went. Baseball, and, and, yeah. and, and then the class of 22, the arms in the class of 22 in South Mississippi, I think we were looking at there were, there were eight, eight 90-plus arms just in 5A South. Well, so, so you, you know me and Ernie's relationship, mm -hmm. and so I text on game day for saying, I said, well, what are we going to see? And when he texted, I said, good gracious, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. is this text going to be like something regular? And, of course, he's a, he was a Picayune kid last year, but I think Evan and that Picayune group a year ago, and you're probably facing that same exact competition, mm -hmm. it was like, good gracious, the arms. So yeah, you're you, making a good point there. Look, you talk about the arms in, in, in 5A South last year. I want you to think about this. We got a kid pitching to East Mississippi right now that they clocked at 91 that threw three innings for us last year. Wow. Okay? Yeah. You know, you got mm. another kid who's not even pitching. He's painted, uh, he was 86 last year. He's 4 he, he threw 14 innings for us. We had the arms. I mean, Van Cleve had them. George had them. There mm -hmm. were just a lot of arms out there. So, yeah, we, you know, we were 23 and 12 last year. It was disappointing to us, but, but we saw some, some very good pitching. I mean, there, there are some really, really competitive games where, and especially when you get two good pitchers going, man, all it takes is one pitch, one mistake, anything like that. And, um, and, and we beat some good teams, too. I mean, should we beat the, the Miller kids going to Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I don't know, you know, not too many people did that last year. So we had some good things, um, but uh, you know, you play that season ten times, you're probably gonna get ten different results. Yeah. Um, just because. And as a coach, do you do that, coach? <laughs> do you, you kind of walk back through and say, "Boy, this man, I, I mean, that'll just somebody. eat you alive, huh?" Yeah, but it, but it's even more that you know, it's not like if I'd have played this guy or played that guy, but it's almost it's almost down to the like, man. Maybe we throw the two-one breaking ball there. I mean, just, yeah. just like that. Yeah. When, you, when you get some some really really talented kids going, it just comes down to just the fine details. And there were some good. There's, there's going to be some good ones this year, but um, but but that you know it, it, you had asked about last year's group. I mean, that was that was what they saw, and that was what they saw coming up to. We knew for a long time, and we knew we had a talented group. But there were some really good good teams out there. Um, but but overall, I mean, I. They had a successful high school career. Sure, they did. You know? Yes, I agree. So. Coach, when you look at it, we've talked about pitching. I did some simple math. I know you're a numbers guy, but it looks like you're losing over 60% of your innings mm -hmm. pitched a year ago. 
filling those gaps, and you've got some arms coming back. Um, kind of talk what, uh, what you'll have on the mound. Well, I mean, at, at the top of it, obviously, you know, Caleb Dice and Jacob Johnson, who are two uh, very good arms. They're both per River commits. Um, you know, Caleb's actually at a, a, got a Division One offer um, on the mound, and Johnson's not going to be far behind. I mean, this, yeah. this, 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 this kid's solid. So, so the key for us is going to be, you know, will I have the discipline to pull them in the fourth or fifth inning mm. in a game that, you know, we say it doesn't matter. You want to win them all, but, yeah. man, those first four weeks of the year, they don't matter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just have to watch pitch counts because I want them fresh in April. Sure. Now, we'll be there in April. Um, I don't know where we'll be, but, we, you know, as far as one, two, three, but we're going we're gonna to be there in April. They've got to be fresh in April because ultimately, you know, you just mentioned 23 and 12, you wrote it down. But most people aren't going to remember our record. Yeah. They're going to say, how far did you go? Yeah, right? that's right. So ultimately, that's where it is. So if we want to go very far, those two, we start with those two, they've got to be fresh. And, in fact, I talked with the coach the other day. And in fact, I think he said something to Rodney the other day. I want them to be at 44 innings or less by the, when the regular season yeah. ends. I would like for them to be at 44 innings or less, which means we found, need to find 108 innings from the rest of our staff. Yep. And, and we think we have about 80 innings. Um, I need to find another 28 innings um, uh, of people competitive. And, and there's some young guys. We've got the Casnade kid who's in basketball who hasn't been out there yet. He threw a bullpen, though, um, last Saturday. And, man, he's, I mean, he's throwing hard. He's a mid-'80s guy, but he has no clue where it's going. But when he gets out there, who knows? Yeah. And I don't need him in February. Yeah. I need him in April. That's right. And maybe he'll figure it out. Um, but 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 we'll find it. There's the opportunities there. We got a lot of young guys throwing, but but that that's the key. I mean, look, we we might be able to add three or four wins to our regular season total if I throw Johnson and die sixty innings mm -hmm. in the regular season. What's that get you, huh? Right, it gets yeah. me knocked out in the second yeah. round. Yeah. Um, so um, I, and, and and obviously we want to see how far we can go. And I think and we got a lot, you know we got other key players, but it's going to start with those two. And I want them fresh. Yeah. So um, we really have, and we're going to have to use them in district. You know, you might have to leave a kid running out there for seven innings in district. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't foresee unless they have a super low pitch count. I don't foresee them going deep in games early in the season. And, and I think that that's that's something we're going to have to do. And then we'll throw with people like Landon Lamartina and uh, Isaias Ryan and 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 Gage Camlate out there. Hey, man, it's a one-run game, and you got two innings to shut these guys down. I think that's good anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, put um, a little pressure. Yeah, right. Them. Absolutely. And then I think that just helps us with quality innings that help us on down the line. And something I've watched with you over the years, if one of these names that you just mentioned there get, gets a hot hand, you'll ride a hot hand and, right. and kind of let that hand until it cools uh, have its way. And so that's been neat to kind of uh, watch the way that you've done that. Maybe a name that we're not talking about even tonight. And you right. say, boy, they're right. really rolling. I'm not going to. Um, not going to go away from that. Your lineup, Coach, you talked about uh, the two dices. Um, the one, the older brother, he, I mean, from a young, he's been fun to watch. He can swing it, and um, he already holds the Division One offer like you've mentioned. And I think that's where he can play. Am I wrong with that, Coach? I, I think more so on the mound right now. I mean, he can swing it. Now, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's hard to tell with a, a hitter from Mississippi. 
because we're going to go out there and we're going to see a guy throwing 84, and then we're going to see a guy throwing 82, and then we're going to see a lefty spinning it. In Division One, you, you've got to hit the guy throwing 95 this day, and he's the next the guy tomorrow is 96, and the guy after that's 97. So you don't know. Yeah. I mean, how do they you do it, know. Coach? Like I'm looking. I used to think this way about major league hitters, but now I'm I'm starting to think this about Division One college hitters. And what Coach Avalon's doing is almost kind of a merging of the two. But that that is some kind of – like what you you just described and a specialization and a – it's a nightmare, man. I talked to – when when Mingione, who's the the coach of Kentucky, when he was recruiting Hayden, I asked him, I'm like – and when he – he was actually at Mississippi State when he was recruiting Hayden. I said, man, how can you tell which one of these guys is going to hit the Vanderbilt pitching? He said – Man, we can't. Because uh-huh. we can't. He goes uh-huh. because cause, cause no high school kid is seeing that simulated. No. So he said, we just kind of have to look at the tools and make evaluations and, and take it just educated guess. Yeah. And we look and we, and we see because, you know, they, they might come and watch us play and he's seeing a guy. Throw, he's a good pitcher, but he's still yeah. 82. You know, sure. What, you're yeah. never seeing that no. at the Division one level. No. So I think it's hard to tell in its evaluation. And those guys – you know, those guys are out and waiting players on what, how do they win Division One baseball games. It's a different game in high sure. school. I'm saying, how do I win high school baseball games like uh, like Division One? Hey, you're trying to lift, hit the home run. Yeah. Me, hey, I'm trying to hit the ball on the ground. Yeah. Because the shortstop we're going against is going to make an error more often yeah, than the shortstop right. you're going against will. Yeah, and you um, mentioned Hayden. That's a, actually a, a neat thing and how you're talking about the difference. You didn't have to be a rocket scientist to see him in a ninth grade, the way he would handle pitches and frame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh he's a little different. This guy is a little different. Yeah. Yeah, when, when he was in eighth grade, he was the best player on our team. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's pretty wow. good. Yeah. And um, coach some guys in that lineup. I mean, you, you've got some spot. We talked about the innings log. Yeah. You have some at-bats yeah, I don't that know. have certainly moved on, too. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know in what order. I couldn't tell you, but, but I mean, the heart kid. Um, now he got you like stock. him, huh, Coach? You mentioned him a lot last I, year, I, I too. I do. And, and you look, he's uh, um, uh, he he played soccer, so he hadn't had as much reps as these other guys. But man, he just gets it done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In fact, we played. Uh, you know, he wasn't in the lineup. We had other kids start, and he he'd be in the lineup some days, out of the lineup some days. He was just a sophomore. And towards the end of the year, we're starting him with his first district start as pick and He goes four for four. Yeah. I mean, you know, he just shows yeah. up, and here's a kid. He just he just gets on base. It doesn't. It's not pretty all the time, but it, but it just happens. He makes things happen. He's a smart base runner. Um, talking to somebody the other day, they're like, "Man, he can fly." Well, he's a seven-two. That's that's average. Um, but he plays so mm-hmm. much faster, and that's what matters. I'd rather have the seven-two that plays like a seven-two than the six-nine that plays like a seven-four. Yeah. And you get a lot of those. But he plays so hard. Made a great play when we had the scrimmage the other day. Made a great play at the warning track in center field. That um, so he, he plays above what those what that stopwatch says. Um, he he does some really good things. And like I said, Riley Wilson and, and, and Dice in the middle. Uh, B.J. Vallello will actually you know, he'd been DH a little bit. He's going to be at first base. Yeah, you, know, you know we really Sam ha- Sam Tuminello is going to be behind the plate as a sophomore, and we've always been really good behind the plate. Hopefully he'll continue that tradition, and he's getting better. He's get he and, and, and obviously you know for the catcher spot with me. I'd love it if you hit 400, mm. but the most important thing is, A, we catch the ball, make that pitcher sure. feel good. Number two, let's be able to stop the running game a little bit, and our hitting is going to come third. But but he's getting better, and I think he's really going to be the key to us, not only um, defensively, but, but as a pitcher. You're not going to have a good pitching staff with a bad catcher. No. 
So if he can do a good job, that just makes our pitchers do better. So uh, at him, at, uh, look, a kid, he's a senior, is Kyan Schlotman, who's it's not a real big kid. He's undersized. Schlotman name sounds familiar, though. Yeah, yeah. like uh, old Tristan. His, uh -huh, his brother's a leadoff uh -huh. hitter on that, on that state championship yep. team. And, uh, but Kyan has, has looked good, has looked good. And we'll see, you know, hopefully Saturday he continues that. And now, now then it's going to be my job to find a way to get him in the lineup. Just defensively, it's, you know, it's limited in some spots. But offensively, he's getting it done. So, um, and if you can get on base and if you can hit, most of you guys figure out a spot where yeah, yeah, you can if you put hit, somebody if you <laughs> in hit, the lineup. You're not going to sit. So, yeah, yeah he, we're going we're to figure it out. Um, and like you know, Gil, who's probably not going to play the field, but he's going to swing that bat. Yeah. And that's why I told you know I told the guy they're hitting the other day, and and I told him I said, guys, let's 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 go with a hypothetical lineup for for next week, and we're going through it. And they're looking because I was on them because they we had some bad swings in practice. I said, okay, that's great. We went through each position, and they're swinging. I said, okay, now which one of you is Gil is Gil hitting for? Because Gil's hitting for one of you. <laughs> so I want yeah. you to think about every cut you take in practice, I want you to think, is Gil hitting? Because he, yeah. he he can swing it. Yeah. See, we didn't mention him in the field, but he's hitting. Yeah. So um, I think we have a little – you know, I didn't know about our depth. I think we're going to have a little more depth. Um, look, i got two eighth graders who can oh, play gracious. at the varsity level. This isn't me like, hey, let's give them some experience. They can play at the varsity level. There's no doubt in my mind that there are some teams on our schedule that both these kids would start for. Wow. And there'll be some times during the year I'm positive they'll start for us. In fact, if Caleb starts, if, if I made the lineup out tomorrow, if Caleb started on the mound tomorrow, we'd have an eighth grader starting in the field. Wow. So, uh, but those guys, it's not, it has nothing to do with the grades. These kids can play. Yeah, and, and, you do, and, and you've always, if they were there, I mean, you're right, notorious yeah, yeah, for playing that, Yeah, that way, yeah. and that, that, that doesn't matter. I mean, we yeah. want to win. And, yeah. and, and guys that give us the best chance of winning, and those guys don't think about ages or grades. I mean, they, they want to win too. So those two are talented. I mean, they're going to add some depth to it. So those are some names people may, you know, they may not know because they, they were in junior high. They were sure. in seventh grade Gracious. last year. Yeah. But, they, but they can play. Um, and and they, they, like I said, they add some depth. Um, um, Isaias, he's going to add some depth and some different things he can do. So I, I feel like we have 14 guys right now that, that can yeah. help us offensively. We just, I, you know, it's me and Coach Grader and Coach Hawthorne, we, we got to figure out yeah. how to get those nine in there in, 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 in the right works. order and, and figure it out just, just, just how to do something offensively to support those arms we got. Coach, you mentioned, uh, um, and I'll get you out, on, out of here on this, but you mentioned – the late start of being able to get in on that playing surface. Any concern on your, I mean, I guess everybody will be kind of facing it, but it's going to be your home surface to get some reps in and kind of see how it plays before. I mean, you're going to be into the regular season basically getting on this thing. Concerns there? No, I mean, we're, we're a good gonna, problem to have. Yeah, it's, it, I guess it's a good problem to have. We are, uh, hopefully we get on there tomorrow. If we can't get on there tomorrow, those kids are going to miss a little bit of those Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, we're going to practice yeah, Sunday good. afternoon, yeah. you know, but we're just to get on there and, and get a feel for it. But um, um, I'm sure once we get on there, they're going to be really enthusiastic. They're really excited. And so uh, um, they'll put together good practice. It's a mature group, they, and they, uh, they know how to practice the right way. Coach, I said I'd get you out of there on this one. I wanted you to have a chance to talk about Coach Grader, and then I love Coach Hawthorne. I really do um, think a lot of him and – um, wanted you to have a chance to, to kind of speak to that group and the way they help you 
Yeah, they, well, they do a great job. Look, it, 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 Coach Grader probably has more responsibilities than any assistant coach around. Um, and, and, and Coach Hawthorne as well, too. Look, we don't – we don't. Uh, we we bounce ideas off each other. Now we'll never discuss uh, differences, you know, in front of the kids. But but we we talk a lot. Hey, coach, what do you think about this or that? And I value their opinions. And they know, they know their opinions are valued. And they know that they have influence. And they have they have uh, influence with the lineups. Now ultimately, it's going to be on me because hey, if we if we blow a five run lead in, in South <laughs> they State, gonna and, and, you know, they're going to they're going to get on Facebook and they're going to bash wall. They ain't going to say anything about Greater Hawthorne. Yeah, but. So it's ultimately on me, but I listen to them, and I wouldn't if if I'm not going to listen to them. Why to hire them? Sure, you know, I mean, they're they're really good coaches. They were they were good baseball players. Obviously, Coach Grader, you know, he plays professional yeah. baseball. What you know, what just a great find. Yeah, we, we get a guy that gives up being a bullpen catcher for the Colorado That's Rockies crazy. and comes and works with our yeah. kids. I mean, That's isn't crazy. that great? Yeah, and then uh, and then. <laughs> Hey, he comes in and what's the position he plays? The same one of our kid who's yeah. getting drafted and playing for the Royals. And, and then, and look, I mean, here's a guy. And I mentioned this, you know, Nolan, my son played second bay. He played, I think it was like 130 some games in high school. I think 131 of them at second base and seven behind the plate. And he's a starting catcher in college right now. That's what Ernie over so, he said. I think it, Nolan's going to catch. I said, it, what did I? What am I? Did was it, I not paying it, attention? It, he it, said, no, it, man. Did a great job and threw out three runners the other day in a one nothing win. Yeah, you, you, you don't think Coach Grader had a little something sure. to do with that? How this cool. ex-professional catcher, so he does a great job with him. If these guys just listen to him, and pay attention to him, and uh, and he's a guy obviously, you know, he's he's a lot different uh, different approach than me. I'm, uh, he's a lot more calm and he's more 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 their buddy. But I mean, he's stern. He he gets it across, but 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 he's great to have. And he put turn Coach Hawthorne lost uh, loose in, in, with those middle infielders. Mm-hmm. Um, do, does a good job, and and both of them know the way around. Uh, you know that batting cage, so. It's great to have them. Of course, Hawthorne, I think, is his 11th or 12th year with me. He, st- he looks yeah. like he's 11 or 12, yeah, but this is 11th or 12th year with me. He keeps that young look. But, um, but and he keeps the energy. I mean, I haven't been does. around him in a little bit, but he's got that certain energy that a 16, 17-year-old kid uh, yeah. connects pretty well. Yeah, with. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really good staff. Yeah. Now, you know, if I could you know, speak to any board members out there or something, you know, I could use two or three more assistants. <laughs> I don't know if, if we, we could find that fund or anything yeah. like that. That'd be great. I think football has 18 assistants. Something yeah. Effect. Yeah. Look, they're oh, telling us to no. cut off the feed. <laughs> Coach, I appreciate your time. Oh, Always good to visit and talk uh, baseball with you. We'll take a two-minute timeout. When we return, we'll visit with head basketball coach for the Picky Maroon Tide, Eric Vinny. Eric has made his way over to Champion Sports Bistro, and we're not going to miss that chance to be able to talk uh, basketball with Coach Vienni after this two-minute timeout. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popperville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi.
If you're looking for a place for that much-needed pregame meal, a place to just take in the game, or a place to have your postgame celebration, visit Champion Sports Bistro. They are a family-oriented sports bistro located at 113 West Canal Street in downtown Picayune. With food and drink specials throughout the week, Champions is a great place to enjoy lunch or dinner. They are open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 10, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 1. Champion Sports Bistro is Picayune's Bistro for Champions. The Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. Now joining us, the head basketball coach of the Picu Maroon Tide, Eric Vianney. Eric, thanks for taking time for us at the end of a long day for you, man. Absolutely. Coach Vianney is getting ready for a district championship ball game tomorrow with his club. He spent all day at school, and then he has been at Kelly Wise with the PBA, the local Little League basketball program, uh, to about 8.15, and then he's made his way over here. So yeah. I, I've thanked everybody for their time, but especially the, uh, the, the drive that you made over here tonight. So thank you again. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Well, Coach, let's look at it, man. Your team um, – got off to kind of a rough start. I think you would be okay with me mm -hmm. saying that as you awaited the football guys who played, of course, as long as they possibly could. Absolutely. Um, and then you've gotten them back. You went undefeated in district play. You've gotten in uh, to the district tournament. You won the first one. Of course, you wanted to do that. And then you play for a district title tomorrow night. Tell us how you think this team, this uh, Pick Your Maroon Tide team, has developed along the way. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, we did. We did have a uh, a rough start, and um, we wanted to set out um, our group to be able to compete. Um, you know, for the state championship, yeah. and uh, for to do that, um, we had to have a solid um, first part of our season. Um, I, I understand that. Um, um, we needed some guys from football, and they were not there. And f with the guys that we had, um, we just tried to get better. And uh, we're fortunate to have those guys, the same guy who made the run last year, and uh, with about five or six guys returning. Uh, we thought that it, it would be good for us to have a solid, um, tough first part of our season. So maybe later on, we can benefit from it. Yeah, I like the way that you schedule coaching in. I like the way that you snuck in a, uh, a mobile club, too, a, a, in middle of this district schedule um, and played them very close here of late. And so, to me, that shows we're getting right where we need to be with picking basketball. Absolutely. Uh, when, when, when I look at the first part of our season before the um, before um, the boys from football joined back the group. Um, we were playing, we were close. All those games we lost, I think uh, we had opportunity to win, uh, we didn't, even with those guys. And that's what I like about these guys. And, uh, you know, it, it's not easy to, 
make those guys believe that hey, we're getting better. Um, we understand that we're short a little bit right now. We just got to continue to get better until um, we can get a little help from the, uh, the other guys from coming from football. And then uh, it took us a little while with those guys to get in shape on basketball, shape coming from football, have it after a great season um, to start, you know, rolling and try to do things that we, we want to do. But um, credit to those guys. They came and joined in. And um, I think I like where we are right now. Um, we still have everything in front of us. And um, tomorrow, we, uh, if we do what we do, um, focus on defense, guarding the ball, pressure on the ball, um, rebounding the ball, helping each other. And um, play with great tempo, great, um, great speed, and try to make plays and things like that. Oh, we should be fine. Coach, you mentioned uh, the on-the-ball defense, maybe one of the better ones in all of the state. And Jaheim Everett, Absolutely. the way he would just wear you out. You were a big physical guard. Can you imagine bringing a ball up with Everett and then the quickness of Holmes and then the effort that – I mean, football fans are certainly familiar with, but Darrell Smith, his instincts and his effort, that's a nightmare uh, to bring the ball up against. I, I, absolutely. Uh, uh, Jaheim, I always said he's one of the best guards in the state, uh, on the ball defender. Uh, I, when, when he calls you, you're, you're, going, you're in trouble. And uh, we, 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 we appreciate his, uh, his ability to do that. And uh, with, with Darrell, uh, that's a guy when every time you step on the court, there's a different tempo. There's a different tempo. He just, yeah. uh, he plays so hard. He plays so hard. He plays with that edge. And uh, we, I just love it. Yeah. And watching him practice football and then watching him practice basketball, he's a sophomore coach. Absolutely. I'm yet to see him take at your side or for Coach Steiner. It's hard to get young people to understand, but if they could focus on – they're not going – he's got given ability, but he doesn't take a rep off. And every time you speak, same way with Coach Steigner, Coach Feely, whoever's talking to him, those eyes are locked in. I mean, it, that's the difference between him being just an incredible he, player and what he, he's special. He, he's the guy, you know, I don't think that there's a, um, anybody who – he's not the guy who get intimidated by anybody. So with that mentality and uh, the drive, the body type that he got, the speed, oh man, he's, uh, he's a beauty. Um, yeah, he I'm is. just uh, fortunate to have him around us and uh, try to help him become a better basketball player, better athlete, uh, and, and see what, uh, how far we can go. Coach, you've got some guys that really pair well with Everett's skill set too because he's unselfish with the basketball. You've kind of got to, you've got to have at least one table setter because when Holmes gets it, he's green light. When Carter catches it, he's green light. When Quinn, and so you've got to kind of have that steady, and not that the other guys are selfish, but you've got to have that unselfish guy. And we, me and you talk about, and we've credited his defense, but his offensive mindset, that's a little hard to do when you've given so much defensively, he's never really looking for the ball on himself, though. He's quick to give it up. Well, it's a, what, what we're trying to do is try to create um, a situation where players, our guys, understand that, yes, I can play defense, but I can still be productive on offense. And a lot of time, um, young players, if uh, they give a great effort on defense, 
a lot of times they slack on offense. Or if they say they play well on offense, uh, they're going to slack on defense. So we try to find a way, try to inspire them, try to show them, try to teach them um, to be two-way players. When you have those guys in your group, um, it's, it's a beauty. Talk about the emergence, really, of Warren. I think that the more we play, the better he gets, the bigger he's starting to play with the size that he's been gifted with. I remember the alley-oop play a few weeks back, back at PRC, and it's like he went up and dunked it and almost like, okay, I can do this. And I think that really kind of well, sparked him a bit. Uh, 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 Warren, Tyron, this is a kid that we, you know, we have in the program for the last few, few years. And just like Josh Holmes, uh, same grade, and uh, they played since seven, eighth grade, ninth grade, all that stuff. last year. He was a little injured, but um, he's a talented kid, um, and uh, we're just fortunate that he gave us what he what he got right now. He's healthy, feeling good, get confidence, and uh, he's a force for us. And we're trying to see, we try to look for opportunities to make him look good, and so we can, that, you know, the team can benefit from Absolutely. his abilities. Yeah, and then you've got some role players. I'm going to mess this up, but Hart and maybe Marks coming off the mm -hmm. bench, and they ro rotate in, Coach, and give you good minutes and excellent effort like we talk about on the defensive side. One, one, one thing we have with, with, with these guys is um, all of them, they, all of them at some point of the season had an opportunity to start. So I, I try not to put too much into starting. Um, because a lot of time when you're a young player, you, you feel like, oh, I have to start so I can play yeah, well. Yeah, that's where the society that. we're in. A, 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 lot of time, a lot of time, not necessarily. I would tell you right now, uh, Darrell, at some point he started, but right now he's not starting, but he played started mm -hmm. minutes, probably sure. more than some of those guys. So um, I don't try to put too much into being a starter. It's just about learning what we do and learning your, learning your role and try to be excellent at what you do uh, so we can be successful. You know, Coach, go get a district title tomorrow night, and then my hope is that Kelly Wise, when we get that home playoff game after a bye, will be jammed out in the special environment that it can be. Absolutely. Uh, we, they, that's what we're trying to do. We, uh, I remember when, uh, when we used to play, mm. uh, that gym used to be packed, so... Um, we're trying to recreate that sort of environment, and hopefully we're closer. Absolutely. Thank you again, Eric. Right. Thank you. And thank you, listeners and um, sponsors, for your help tonight. Thank you to the staff here at uh, Champion Sports Bistro on West Canal. Uh, Raquel and her group have been tremendous, and we're closing it down, Jeff. We went from a 7 to 8 o'clock show to whatever we're into now so i'm sure the staff's like can y'all get y'all stuff and get out of here and we will but thank you for joining us tonight and jeff lasset as always thank you for the job that you do getting everything set up man plugged in to where it needs to be and keeping me somewhat on track so thank you jeff lasset and uh, thank y'all good night